Fed Dinkum. Hey guys, welcome to the Fed Dinkum podcast. We've got a special one for you today. We have Tansu Ali, a four-time memory champion of Australian, and he's most well-known for memorizing the yellow pages in just 24 days. I think that's 2,300 um, business names and 2,400 digits or 24,000 digits. Yeah, about 24,000. 24,000 digits. And we also have his... (laughs) (laughs) You definitely remember that one. (laughs) (laughs) 24,007. And we also have his two books here, The Yellow Elephant, How to Improve Your Memory and Learn More Faster and Better, and my book that I'm going to take, How to Learn Almost Anything in 48 Hours. Bro, I'm going to belt you for that book. (laughs) (laughs) So if you guys want it, link will be in the description and you can just search it up on Google. There will be, it's available on a lot of different platforms. Um, we wanted to talk firstly just about your story and stuff like that. A lot of people don't know who you are. So maybe just like even, why would you even memorize the yellow pages? How'd you even get into memory? Because for us, we didn't even think it was a, like there's such thing as a memory competition and stuff like that. Also touch on what yellow pages are if people aren't from Australia. Do they have it around the world? Or is it just Australia that has yellow pages? Oh, I'm pretty sure they have different colors maybe. Who knows? But yeah, no, basically yellow pages is like, it has every directory. So like, for example, it's the directory from back in the day has every single number, business name from from the Australia, all of Australia, is it? Yep. Oh my God. He knows every. <laughs> he had to learn all of it by heart. In 24 days. And he recited it again and he got it all correct. So uh, I didn't really recite it like the Quran. No. <laughs> it, was, it, it was more just, just a basic recall. So yeah. just, just want to, you know. No, we, we, okay. we got to gas you up a little bit. Yeah. We got to give you that build up, man. Because that's 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 amazing feat. Yeah. How many people can say they've done that? You know what I mean? So wanted to, yeah, like Ashraf was saying, please touch on that a little bit. Yeah, sure. Um, I guess, look, I started off as a skeptic, so I never believed anyone can improve their memory. Right? I used to watch a lot of late night TV when I was a lot younger, and I used to see these people get on stage and remember everyone's name in the audience, and I used to think that these guys are all fake. You know, they're trying to sell their... It was cassette tapes back then. Yeah, I'm not sure if you guys know what tapes are. <laughs> but yeah, they, they, they used to be tapes. You're not that young. Right? So they used to, uh, I thought, no, nah, these, these guys are just marketers. So anyway... Uh, a friend of mine then came up to me and said, look, Tansel, I can remember 40 random objects back to front, whatever. And I said, oh, we like those guys on TV. He goes, yeah. And I thought, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to test this guy, see what happens. So I gave him a, a bunch of words and he memorized everything perfectly, like all 20 of them. And I didn't see him write down anything. I'm like, this is impressive. Yeah. You know, what's going on? What, was there a trick or anything? Because I'm still thinking there's a trick. Mm. And he goes, no, no, it's just memory techniques. I'm like, what are you talking about? What's, what's mm. this memory techniques business? And he goes, oh, it's, it's from a book. I got it from a book, right? Techniques. I'm like, all right, what's the book? And he couldn't remember the idiot. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, oh. After all that. <laughs> after all that. Anyway, told me the, the author's name, which was Tony Buzan. So you can go check him out. Yeah. And um, so I went and bought one of his books and I got the wrong one. So I read it. I was <laughs> like, it's still not working, dude. He goes, oh, yeah, I remembered it was Use Your Memory. So Use Your Memory was the book that I got. Mm-hmm. And I read like a, a chapter and no jokes, I started remembering stuff. I'm like, seriously, it can't be this easy. Uh, and it wasn't yeah. repetition because when we try and use memory, mm-hmm. right, especially at school, we're trying to repeat, mm. you know, all the time we're trying mm. to repeat over and over and over again and we still forget. So this was using stories and associations and, you know, using color and all this sort of stuff. I'm like, oh, I've never used that in my life. Mm. So when you start uh, implementing these skills, you start to remember everything, mm. right? So from that point on, I thought, wow, this is unbelievable stuff. Why weren't we taught this at school, <laughs> right? So I started teaching other people because I never learned it. 
And for 20 years on, that, that's, that's what I'm still doing. So um, it's amazing. And look, Yellow Pages is one of those things that just came up. And Census contacted me. I said, look, we want you to memorize the phone book. Uh, a PR company had told them, look, we want to have this viral campaign. And th this was back 11 years ago. So viral things were still quite new. Yeah. So... And I looked at the, the their proposal. I'm like, memorize a phone book. Which idiot would do that? <laughs> so, so it turned out to be me. <laughs> so I was, I was just about to send him an email saying, yeah, thanks, but no thanks. But I sort of did a little bit of calculation in my head. I was like, okay, there's, you know, about 2,300 you know, uh, odd business names I have to remember. Um, and they each have about 10, 30, you know, 12, 10 to 12 digits. Um, if I memorize that, that's 20,000 digits. I broke it down into like 30 days, which is the time they gave me. I said, okay, this is actually doable. So I thought, that's you know, doable. delete the email, <laughs> delete the email. I said, yeah, sure, I'll give it a crack. So then it took them six days to send the books out. I only had 30 days. Right? It took them six days. So I only had 24 days to memorize, <laughs> right? They're like, oh my God, what am I going to do? So anyway, the first day comes, I've memorized, you know, uh, you know, about 100, 100 odd, 120 and next day comes and I totally forget the previous hundred. I'm oh like, how am I going to do this? Yeah. So I had to think on my feet every single day and think, okay, what's the best strategy of memorization and how am I actually going to do this? Because they had interviews lined up for me for TV and radio, right? <laughs> so massive accountability. Like if this was just for my own time, I wouldn't have been able to do it because there's no one to be accountable for. Yeah, there was, so there was external pressure to like keep going forward. With massive it. pressure, yeah. It's like, I'm going to be on TV. If I forget, I'm going to look like <laughs> yeah, an absolute deal. Right? So I, I you know, created a strategy and all I had to do was execute. And what I found out from after memorizing the phone book was that it wasn't that I had a great memory. Right? It was that my time management was really poor. Right? My discipline was poor. And after getting into the habit of creating something that worked... Then I started realizing, oh, wow, this is what I really need to do. So once I developed the strategy, the rest was execution. But um, it took that whole you know, month of really understanding myself mm. and understanding how you know, humans work to really make that achievement. So it wasn't an achievement of memory, I think. It was more an achievement of you know, getting the discipline right and accountability and all those things as well. So, yeah. That one month changed your life. <laughs> yeah, absolutely yeah. it made me think of a lot of things and like i mentioned um, that self-discipline like some days i was getting up and memorizing for an hour other days i wasn't doing it and if i didn't memorize that day i had to double the next day because of the ones that i missed out yeah, on yeah. Wow. so there were some days i was doing 10 hours a day of memorization and once i did it, i'm like i'm not going back there man yeah. <laughs> so, you know so yeah. and i was doing it in two hour chunks not 10 hours all, yeah. all in one go but it's very, very challenging. So, so these two yeah. hour chunks of you, you know, trying to memorize, are these like specific techniques you're doing or is it just repetition? What was it? It's specific techniques. So the techniques are essentially um, using visualization okay. and association. So for example, right, if I had to remember Bob's plumbing, right, that yep. was the, the What's ad? the phone number? Bob's <laughs> plumbing. <laughs> joking, joking. Yeah. Right, let's say the phone number was like 9782, blah, 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 whatever. Yeah. What I had to do is I had to actually come up with an image for Bob Right, so I can imagine a guy bobbing up and down continuously. Right, maybe he had the plumber's crack, you know, Bob's plumbing. Right, so <laughs> yeah. I imagine that I really deeply. And then what I had to do is I had to connect the numbers to that image, yeah. right, via what's called association. So what we have as memory experts is we have numbers converted to images. So ninety-seven would be a bike, right, and seventeen might be a dog, 
Uh, this is something we pre-memorized. So, for example, 97 comes along and all I imagine is a bike, someone riding a bike and throwing it and, you know, the wheel landing right in between the plumber's crack or something like that, yeah. right? <laughs> so, so that's... So, yeah, we, sorry, so you got to think of... Ab- is this like thinking of abnormal stories? Because it seems like you're only thinking of like crazy stories that... that they have to... The, look, the crazier they are, the easier it is to remember okay. as well. And it, all it is just connecting one thing to another. So 17 is a dog. So now the, you know, the cycle's gone right into the plumber's crack. Now a dog just climbs on top of it. And, and, and you can just build a story up. So all you're really doing is when you go back to remember the story, you go, oh, Bob's plumbing. Oh, what was Bob doing? I was bobbing up and down. Cycle came. Oh yeah, that was 97. Then the dog climbed on 17. And you keep going, right? So but you know it's even tough memorizing what seventeen is, what sixteen is, what fifty four is. That's look, that, that, that's another yeah. ball game altogether, and we, we've done it as part of our memory training. So that's another thing that I help mm. people with is that you need to just like physical training, right? People go to the gym, people mm. exercise, but people don't know how to exercise their brain, mm. right? Oh. Part of memory training is this like this number system. The more you train that, the more you practice. You know what's called encoding, so training a brain to create something from nothing. Mm. And the more you do that, the faster you get at processing. So you're able to now remember a lot quicker. You're able to learn a lot faster and you're able to make decisions better. So there's a lot of cool stuff like that that can be done. Is repetition, because I know like us, maybe growing up, a lot of things we try to learn, like even learning languages, it's through repetition. Is that like an effective way to memorize or...? Not really, not okay. really, because that, that's how I learnt as well, you know, through repetition. And what you do is you go and repeat, repeat, you write down some notes, you repeat, mm. and you still forget. Mm. So it's like saying to someone um, in your brain, right, your brain has holding spots, but if you're repeating, doesn't have a holding spot, doesn't have a location. So it just gets mm. stuck in there, right, somewhere. And then when you try to retrieve it, it's like, where, where are you? Mm. <laughs> Whereas so I have to go back and repeat now. To try and get that in. So what you need to do is you need to create holding spots like folders on a computer, right? You don't have to try and remember all these little files are on your computer because you know where that main folder is, Mm. right? So if you create folders in your head, then all you have to do is just put the information in there and then forget about it. (laughs) And the next time you go, oh, can you tell me about this book or what was this phrase in this language? And you go, okay, let me just go to the folder. Oh, yeah. It will come back to you, yeah. It was this. So you need to create that system. So... Go ahead, go ahead. Um, I was going to ask you, so like for yourself and what would you um, recommend others when it comes to like creating those folders? Like how do you do that? Because I'm completely tripping out. Yeah. I, I have no clue. I'm like, well, I can't search my brain for any memory. If you, you know can I mean? create a brain as a computer, that's amazing. Can, can we can we do something like an activity for you guys yeah, and, and for your listeners as well? Because I think this will be really cool if we can get something interactive and create the folders in our head right now. Let's go. Oh, that's is that, yeah, is that's that cool? cool? All right, awesome. So here we go, right? I'm going to do a little memory test first. Right, I'm okay. going to do a little memory test. <laughs> so you guys wanted to test me, but I got you back. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Pressure's on. Yeah. Pressure's on. I'm going to have a little memory test. Okay, and see how many you can remember. Okay, I'm just going to give you some words. All right. How's that sound? Let's go. All right, and people you know, listening and watching, you can take part. All right, first word. Uh, I'm going to have fun. Second word is shoe. Next word is tree. Door. Beehive. Sticks. Heaven. Gate. Fine. And pen. All right, now, before I get into that, because in your head, you're cooking a cat, dog, tree, car, computer, whatever, blah, blah, blah. That was very quick it's, well. it's, <laughs> I don't want to confuse you guys, mm. right? Because you could be you know, listening to me. You could be repeating those things. It's not good, right? So how our brain works is that you need to create those folders, as I was saying before, right? So 
Are you trying to remember those words at the yeah, moment? Yeah, as you're yeah. talking. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still trying to remember. <laughs> still got to do. Yeah. Like, yeah, come back, come back. <laughs> still trying to remember table and chair <laughs> and fun and shoes. I don't think table and chair. So, anyway, so what's happening now is that your brain's getting confused. It's like, hey, I'm trying to remember these, but get the conversation going as well. What's going on? And mm. you know, I'm doing all the talking. So if you were to ask me a question now about this, what sort of question can you ask me? What were the ten words? Okay, you can go straight to the yeah, words. Yeah, eh? yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, so let's go through the words. Now, he, here's what I'm going to do, right? I'm going to give you a random number and you have to try and tell me the word that was corresponding to the order of that number. Okay. All right, so and we'll make it a competition between you guys. Do you mean the next word? After no, 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 that, no, word, that exactly. word okay, for yeah. that number. All right. All right, so I want you to give me the fourth word. B. No. Damn. All right, seventh word. Heaven. Yeah, good one. Heaven. <laughs> I guess second so. word. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, take it back then. <laughs> the second word. Shoe. Yeah, well, good one. Uh, sixth word. Beehive. Yeah. No. Tenth word. I've got no idea. I, I completely blocked that. <laughs> <laughs> people people at this point usually go, how many words were there? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, first word. Fun. Fun, yeah. Yeah, good one. Uh, fifth word. It's beehive. beehive. Yeah, beehive. Okay. Uh, ninth word. I clocked out at seven. Yeah, yeah same. <laughs> I clocked out at five. <laughs> as soon as you got the first three. Eighth word. Uh, Surely. <laughs> Eighth, no. And no. Uh, number th the third one. Tree. Yeah, it was gate. Gate. Yeah. Heaven, yeah. gate, and then I was off. And the third one. Tree. Three. I just three. remember the first three. Yeah. Like All right, so you guys <laughs> went pretty terrible. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's fair to say. To so let's go through the answers, right? One, fun. Two, shoe. Three, tree. Four, door. Five beehive, six sticks, seven heaven, eight gate, nine fine, ten oh. pen. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, so there's something going on here, right? Yeah. What, what did you discover? What did you discover? <laughs> it's, all, it's all rhyming, yeah. yeah. yeah so, so all the numbers are rhyming with yeah. the words. There's a rhythm, yeah. Yeah. So I do because he's going to say one, he just said fun. He didn't make it rhyme. So in our head, we didn't create a connection. I heard yeah. there was a kind of rhythm when you were talking about, you go fun... Tree, tree, and then I'm like, there's there's a rhythm because you go tree, and then you said what was the the door. fourth one? Door. See, I was like, there's some sort yeah. of like they kind of rhyme, but the, I didn't know that it was like one yeah. fun. Yeah. So Imagine this is uh, yeah, it's a memory technique, and it's called number rhyme technique, right? <laughs> Creatively named. So. <laughs> What you can do with this, right, is you can use it to create folders in your head. So if you go out and try and remember something, you can actually use this as a technique. So let's, for example, let's, let's say we go shopping, right? I want to get 10 things, right? The first item, let's say it's milk. What you do is you create a story with milk and fun. So maybe you're playing with milk, you're having lots of fun. All these kids playing with milk, they're, they're just laughing their heads off, right? All you have to do is make a silly story, right? For me, that might be silly. For other people, it might be awesome. Mm. So anyway, um, number two, what was that rhyming with? Shoe. Shoe. So let's say shoe and cereal. What story can you give me with shoe and cereal? Eating cereal out of a shoe. Yeah, cereal <laughs> out of your shoe. A as you do, you might have nice black beats floating around. And, <laughs> you know, what, what sort of odour are you getting from, from your shoe in particular? He's doing the shoeies. <laughs> Drink it out. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so eating out of your cereal out of your shoe, that's good. And what, what cereal, by the way? What particular cereal? Go Cheerios. I reckon I was thinking Cheerios. <laughs> what? Get out of my head. <laughs> Cheerios? What, what are you saying? I say Crunchy Nut. Crunchy Nut, okay. Well, good. <laughs> All right, so the third one, what was that? Tree. Tree? tree Let's yeah. say tree and onions. What, what story can you guys make? Onions are growing out of the tree. No, they yeah. don't do that much. <laughs> do what? 
<laughs> the ground, the ground. But it's, it's so abnormal. Growing out of the onions. Yeah, it's a good point. So yeah, but remember, it's in your mind. So I'm you just can trying make to say the onions grow yeah. out of the tree. I'm you, just saying something that. random. That's good. It doesn't have to like work. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. So the thing is, <laughs> your brain mean. goes, it questions. You go, hang on, onions don't grow on trees. Why is it going to be on a tree? And as soon as it starts doing that, mm. y- you've got it. So imagine all these onions. You've got a beautiful onion tree out the back. You know, there's hundreds of people climbing this tree. They're all crying just to get to the onions. And, you know, Tony Abbott's on the base eating all the onions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tony Abbott. <laughs> is he wearing a speedo? <laughs> Not that this, this is a halal show, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> don't imagine that. Uh, next one. Uh, so number four, that was rhyming with what? Door. Door. So let's say door and Vegemite. What could you do there? Door and Vegemite. You say that the door couldn't open because the Vegemite was blocking it? Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe you smeared Vegemite all over the door. Yeah. You know, on you can just, handle. again, silly. Yeah, on the handle. So imagine, how does it feel when you have Vegemite on your fingers? Not good. Now, for those that don't know, just go and buy a bar, you know, Vegemite. I was going to say bar of Vegemite. <laughs> <laughs> you can edit that part out. Uh, go, go and buy a jar of Vegemite and um, yeah, stick your fingers in. So next one, number five. Beehive. Beehive, yeah. Beehive. So let's say beehive and cucumber. Well, we try to retrieve the cucumber from behind the beehive. Yeah, nice. And then you get stung by the bees. Yeah, not nice. Stick, to <laughs> stick the cucumber in the beehive and then that's some it. Money. Yeah, you connect it. Yeah. <laughs> Good stuff. <laughs> that's your dirty mind. That's mama. Like my <laughs> Number six. Sticks. Sticks. So sticks and let's say tomatoes. Sticks and tomatoes. You put tomatoes on a stick and. Then you put it on the fire. Nice. Then you say, instead of marshmallows, you're eating tomatoes. <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> let's do it. Number seven. Heaven. Heaven, yeah. So heaven and let's say lettuce. Doesn't be heavenly lettuce. <laughs> yeah. You enjoyed it that much, did you? Yeah. Very crisp. <laughs> I'm a fritologist. You can, just you. <laughs> you can picture it's raining lettuce. Raining lettuce, yeah, yeah. that's a good Cloud one. Cloud the chance of meatballs when it's raining food. Like oh. All this lettuce is falling. Yeah, yeah. lettuce eye. Well, what is what's it called? <laughs> lettuce eye. <laughs> All right, number eight. Gate. So gate and let's say cheese. The person who was standing at the gate had very cheesy jokes. Very cheesy jokes. Well, nice. the gate is made out of cheese. Yeah. And there's rats behind it trying to enter and you have to fight them off. Bro, I'll belt oh, this guy's <laughs> creative. <laughs> this, 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 is, this is getting into creativity territory. Yeah. Now. That's good. Um, number nine. Fine, fine. So fine, and let's say chicken. That tasted good. That chicken was pretty fine. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> These guys are not creative. <laughs> <laughs> well, do, you want, do you want something absurd? Yeah, I, can do that. I reckon. Yeah. I reckon. I'll go. The chicken crossed the road. Yeah, and then after he finished crossing the road, tell you, you all right? He said, yeah, no, I'm pretty fine. <laughs> that's a good one. I like that's that. That, that's stick with that. That should be the trailer for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine that? They're probably thinking about psychedelics or something. <laughs> <laughs> On DMT. Um... <laughs> So, all right, uh, number 10. Pen. So, pen and let's say apple. Pen, pineapple, apple, pen. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you were thinking the same thing, weren't you? <laughs> no, I actually wasn't. I have no idea. Say it again. Yeah, pen, pineapple, apple, pen. You know that guy? No idea. What I mean. have a pen. <laughs> I have an apple. We've got to put that there. I have a pen, I have an apple, uh, apple pen, I have a pen, I have pineapple, uh, pineapple pen, apple pen, pineapple pen, uh, pen pineapple, apple pen.
Okay. So Wally's have watched them no. now. You know what I'm talking about, Tanzel. Of course. See, he knows. Uh, sorry. So the, I just a picture an Indonesian guy with glasses <laughs> holding a pen and an apple and then he puts him in there. There you go. Done. That's Done. my creativity. As soon as you watch it. <laughs> That's it. All right. So 10 silly stories, right? Let's go on and try and recall this. I'm going to do it random. Now, why random? Because we have to go into different spots in our brain. Because usually when we try and re- remember and, uh, you know, repeat, we're repeating in order, mm. right? And we can get some sort of a pattern when it's things are random, and most of the time things are random, right? You might get a phone call here, an email there, people talking to you. That's how life is. So if we can remember in random, it's it's much more practical for us, right? So mm-hmm. here we go. So I'm going to say the seventh word. So what was that rhyming with? Do you remember? Heaven. Yeah. And what was the word? Lettuce. All right. Mm-hmm. Let's have a comp. Whoever could say it the fastest. All right. Uh, number four. Door. So that was a Vegemite in the door. And you know, you know in your head you picture the door, <laughs> yeah? <laughs> yeah. 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 I was like Vegemite, yeah. yeah. I was like bar of Vegemite. Right, next one, the number two. Shoe. So Cheerio is in the shoe. Yeah. yeah. Crunchy nut. Crunchy nut. <laughs> yeah. Alright, number six. Sticks. Sticks. So there's sticks. Tomato. Tomato. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Because it was lame, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> number ten. That's um the pine pen. Pen, pen, pineapple, pen. apple, apple, yeah. pen. <laughs> apple, apple, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say pineapple. (laughs) 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 Number one. Fun. Fun. Milk. Yeah. Yeah, Good one. Uh, Number eight. uh, Eight. Eight. Cheese. Cheesy gate. Yeah. Number nine. Fine. Fine. Chicken. Chicken. (laughs) Chicken. He's a good bloke, that guy. Yeah, I'm fine, mate. (laughs) (laughs) Number three. Tree. 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 Onion tree. Yes. Crying. And Tony Abbott in speeders. <laughs> was that? That's I think that memory. was all of it. Yeah, we yeah went through all. So. Yeah, was it? Well, no, 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 I think he's. I have that feeling. Us. I don't. Yeah. I don't. <laughs> there's more. Yeah, there's more. Five beehive, the cucumber. Yes. Yes. My story. <laughs> that was disgusting. So, so how did that feel? Going through that. Too easy, bro. Honestly, well, um, yeah. he stuck to my head. I don't even know I could do that. This sounds like an ad. <laughs> this is not an ad. I'm being serious. <laughs> if you want to work with Tansel, fuck on his website. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's yeah. look, it's amazing. That that's what got me into it because I realized, I hang on, it can't be this easy, surely. You know, if you could do ten like you did now, you could do ten thousand. It's exactly the same thing. Uh, obviously, the only difference is time. Right? So yeah, yeah, <laughs> I was going to say commitment. Yeah. yeah, so you can do you can do that, and it, it's funny because once you start knowing these techniques, imagine applying for studies. Now you're not just repeating stuff; you're actually enjoying your studies. You're having fun. You're having a laugh mm-hmm. with the content, right? You're making it engaging and memorable. Like who who doesn't want that? And time is relative, as you know. So if you're studying and it's repetition, time goes really slow and boring. Yeah. But if you're enjoying yourself and applying these techniques, an hour of study time is just going to go like that as opposed to taking a very long time. So how would you make it entertaining? Because, for example, me, I never studied a lot for exams. I was more like the night before kind of studier or yeah. the morning before the exam. <laughs> <laughs> so, so how would you like – also, I want to know, do you even remember what you studied the night before or not really? Just some repetition kind of... Yeah, look, repetition. Look, we get really good at it because we've been doing it for such a long time. But compared to memory techniques, it's night and day. Mm. Like what you can do, once you have memory techniques, you can use skills like, you know, the memory strategies like we talked about. Um, There's memory palace, method of loci, Mm. um, linking, association, you know, major system, which is the number system, mind mapping, speed reading even. You know, these are all memory techniques. And once you start combining these together, you don't have to go last minute and you know, scramble you know you don't have mm. to do that you do it during the learning and a little bit afterwards and that's it you've got it in your head then mm. when the exam comes you don't have to do eight hours of study or four yeah. hours of cramming mm. you just do that 30 minutes of revision and you're done 
Mm. Now, I've done this with so many people, professional uh, people taking professional exams, and they've passed them. I even had, a couple of years ago, I had one guy come to me for the world's most difficult exam, and he's been trying to pass it for seven years. What, and what, Sorry, what's the exam? It was like a wine tasting exam, you know? Oh, wow. uh, and oh. it, it's, it's the hardest. There's even a Netflix documentary on it, right? So it's really difficult. And this guy passed it within one month of working together. Yeah. He memorized these whole all notes yeah. and it was all different languages as well. Oh, that's you know, crazy. You, know, say, you remember you were telling me this morning about your maths because that's studying for school and stuff like that. Oh, so yeah. I <laughs> forgot. <laughs> yeah, I forgot. This is why I brought you Good on. Memory. <laughs> <laughs> I remember uh, doing some memory techniques with you when I was younger. So sadly, I'm my older sister as well. And I'm, I can't remember that much. That's why I brought you back on to fix my memory. <laughs> but so there was like working on like the mo- the times tables so like working in the teens and all i remember was like my dad tested me so it's like 12 times 18 17 times 19 and then all of a sudden it takes like a good f- five seconds and i remember it so like do you do you know how these like this technique do you remember it yeah oh, I can't just so you remember that, that was yeah good, yeah that was good stuff yeah it, it's, it's <laughs> <laughs> well, you know the funny thing that you mentioned you can actually use the number rhyme technique to memorize timetables Right? So let's say 7 times 7, 49, right? You got heaven and heaven. Well, if you get heaven and heaven together, what happens, right? It opens up a door, right? So you can say door and what's 9? Fine. It opens up a door and it's really fine. Or you can create some sort of a silly story, right? Um, so you can do so that. I'm like, thinking about numbers as well. Yeah. So yeah. what happens then is kids start looking at creating stories rather than just n- learning it for the sake of learning. Mm. right uses their imagination and creativity so the technique that we did mm. was pretty awesome because it's hard to i'm not a master i failed math like four times at uni and uh, this was before i got into you know memory techniques mm. but technique was that you know let's say you're doing 15 times 15 right you do 15 plus 5 mm-hmm. right so you add you go 20 you times it by 10 you go like 200 and then you do 5 times 5 underneath 25 so the answer to 225 you know so you can do oh, things wow. like that um, it's really cool, and there's you know there's hacks and tips everywhere out there. You know, it's just about searching and finding. It also makes it a bit more fun though for the kids because if you always learn in the same way, it kind of gets a bit boring because it's the same thing every day. But then if each class is learned in a bit of a different way, it uses your brain and you know it's for growth. So I reckon kids would love that. Yeah, yeah. I want to ask how you would tackle, for example, like because I'm doing a marketing degree now and I like there's a lot of valuable knowledge I want to retain you know and I don't want to just like memorize it or whatever would you still suggest these memory techniques for that sort of stuff yeah well the whole idea for memory is not just to retain but to learn from it Hmm. right now unfortunately with memory techniques you can pretty much pop them in folders and not learn anything right yeah it's it's just that putting in you know in a filing cabinet or a spot so what i suggest people do especially students as well is learn techniques like speed reading and mind mapping because mind mapping is amazing because what you can do is you can get a whole book map it out it takes like 30 minutes or so map out mind map the whole thing Hmm. and then what you do is you go through each uh, branch it's called and that way you can visualize and understand what that particular topic is. Now, what's the difference between that and taking regular notes? Well, with regular notes, if you're taking notes, something's on page four, then something might connect from page four to page 12, right? Something on page six might connect to something on page 18. You haven't got a direct line of sight Mm. for that connection, whereas a mind map gives you that direct line of sight. So you're quicker to get to that information uh, and then what you can do with that is it helps you to understand where everything fits from that knowledge mm. rather than everything being random. 
Is that even with reading books? Because, for example, there's times where I read a book and I remember so much. Like, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you if you say, like, give me some uh, takeaways from the book. I'll say 20. Then there's a book I read, 400 pages. I can't tell you one thing from it. Mm. So would it be the same kind of things where I should maybe do a mind map before I re- start reading the book? And what else should I do? Speed reading? I've never really got into speed reading. Yeah, what is it? I'll, I'll just yeah, speed it. reading is essentially, um, it's encoding. So what it is, is you're, you're not just reading really, really quickly. You're seeing images from the words. That's mm-hmm. what it is, right? We're always talking about images and visualization. So for example, when we look at numbers or words that don't have any sense, that don't make anything, right? There's no meaning to it. So as soon as we see the numbers and if I, if we connect, say, see the number 23, you say, okay, that's, you know, Michael Jordan or that's whatever, blah, blah, blah. You get a meaning. But if there's five or six numbers, it doesn't make any sense, mm-hmm. right? Same thing with a whole bunch of words. It doesn't make any sense until you get an image in your head, right? But with words, it might take a few seconds. Now, what happens when you read is that um, you're reading, 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 the image hasn't come to your head, but you still keep moving forward and reading. Hmm. So what happens after a period of time is you go, hang on, what was that again? You go back and reread, hmm. right? You go back and reread to try and fill that image. Hmm. So what speed reading does, it shows you some techniques on how to read in images, in groups of images, so that when you're reading in images, you can start to visualize what you're reading and understand the context and the content a lot better. So speed reading improves your comprehension, hmm. right? If you're just looking at words then you're not really getting anything. Does that work for nonfiction as well? Well, nonfiction has a lot of words that creates, makes a visual, doesn't it? So it'll even make it better for you if you're reading mm-hmm. nonfiction. So we should kind of, when we're reading, not just read the words, but kind of like visualize that, make the, like a story in our head whenever we learn something. You don't have to make the story because the story is already given, right? The actual content. So mm-hmm. for example, if it says something like, I'll take something really boring, right? This contract must be signed by such and such a date. It's just a generic statement. So what you can do is say, okay, contract, how can I visualize the contract? Maybe it's an old parchment paper. Maybe it's written in fountain pen. You know, if it's written in April, oh, it's during Easter time or whatever. So that's how you can start to do mm. things. So the other example is, well, when you're watching TV, right, you, you don't try and memorize every single word, do you? Or the mm. dialogue, you just kick back and watch it, right? Why? Because that is already encoded information, mm. right? The words in a book is not encoded. So that's why it's difficult for people to read, right? I, I used to find it difficult to read. I hardly ever read books. Then once I got into speed reading, I read my whole bookshelf in one day. Like it was only two, book, it was only two books. <laughs> okay. But I, like, I read it in one day, you know. So now I can, you know, pop out three, four books in a week quite easily because um, of these skills. So you're right? a big reader? Um, yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, look, it, it's a big thing to try and gain knowledge and, you know, and that, that we're in the knowledge business anyway. So mm. it's, it's my job to essentially impart all this stuff and keep myself learning as well. Is there any books you might so is there any books you might recommend? Just so if you, anything comes to mind, like okay, besides these two, <laughs> yeah, the Yellow <laughs> Elephant that's got uh, a lot of the memory techniques in there, and it's got uh, a whole speed reading course in there. So okay. wh- whoever wants to learn more about speed reading and the techniques, that's the one. Um, the other book, How to Learn Anything, is essentially how to use these techniques to apply to learning. Mm. Right, so how do you learn a language? How how do you learn lists and you know things like that? You know scores and you know ins- musical instruments, you know stuff like mm. that. So yeah, so two very it's different. Really language stuff. is an interesting one because Ashraf and I did live overseas for about a year learning Arabic. Obviously, we did the just the general um, curriculum by learning languages. But are there 
techniques that will actually fasten that like um, learning? Absolutely. Yeah. What what I recommend is usually when you learn a language, right, and you would have gone through this, mm-hmm. uh, is you get a workbook, you have grammar, you have the rules, all these, you know, beautiful things about the language, you try and build context, but you don't actually end up speaking it, <laughs> right? Yeah. So majority of the people, they don't just want to study a language, they want to speak it. So if you could essentially memorize the phrases of any language, right, uh, X amount, say 1,500 phrases, I know it's a lot, but if you put in the time and effort, you'll get there. If you can memorize that many, you can speak probably 80% of the language, right? Now, how do we learn a language as kids? You know, our parents don't give us a manual and say, oh, there's a you know comma here and you have to put an exclamation mark there. <laughs> they don't do that. Mm-hmm. They just speak to us in the yeah. language, right? So uh, I work with uh, PwC and Melbourne University for a whole year to create a language learning program. And essentially what we did was looked at how do we learn as kids, Right, like I said, and all we did was use memory techniques to memorize phrases, and that was it. So this was applied for Chinese Mandarin, but it turned out you could put any other language in there, and, and that's work. a very difficult language as well. Not really, no. I, I found I found <laughs> Japanese a lot more difficult. Okay. Mandarin was quite easy. In fact, I ended up teaching it. <laughs> oh uh, wow! Well. So it was quite fun. So you've used yeah. these language techniques to like learn a language yourself. Yeah, oh yeah, it absolutely. Because it's fun, it's exciting. You know, once you start getting into this area, like, oh wow, what can I do? You know, yeah. I went back and did two master's degrees because I was so excited to use my skills. Wow. You know, well, yeah, it was lang- exciting. How many languages do you know now? Um, a few. So, what's some techniques? Because I think a lot of our audience want to learn languages. You know, like Ali and I want to improve our Arabic. So how probably the same. We're interested in learning languages. What's some of the techniques? Because obviously, we'll read the book, mm. but then if you just give like a Brief. I'll, I'll give you an example of how to memorize a phrase because if you can do this, you can pretty much memorize uh, a whole bunch of phrases to learn languages. So uh, I'm not saying it's the only way, it's just one way that I've found, right? Uh, what you can do, I'll, I'll give you a Mandarin example, right? Since we're talking about Chinese Mandarin. So you would have heard Ni Hao Ma, right? It means like, oh, how's it going type of thing. Not, not in an Australian sense, <laughs> but exactly, but you know what I mean, right? Yeah. So <laughs> what we're doing now is we have to convert those abstract words into images, right? So ni, so we got ni, how, so we could say how, or ow, we could say ow, probably more dramatic, someone hit yeah. you, ow, and ma, as in mother, or something like that, right? So now, imagine you hitting your knee on the table, right? You go, ow, and your mark and mum comes in, and, and instead of saying what happened, you guys, how are you? Right? The brain goes, hang on, why would she say how are you when you've hit your knee? Right, and that's just to connect the whole thing together. What it means, yeah. Yeah. So next time you go, okay, how do you say how are you in Chinese? Oh, how are you, Ma? Bin? It's almost like you're working backwards. And I hit my knee on the table. Oh, knee. Oh, Ma. <laughs> okay. Right. That's interesting. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, we learned, we didn't know any memory techniques when we were learning, and we had zero knowledge on Arabic. Like really, we knew how to maybe read a bit and write, but speaking, there was no no like knowledge there on how to do it. And no mm. techniques. So a lot of the ways we did it was repetition mm. or just translating it in our head. So a lot of time we'll think of the word and then just from English and then translate it into Arabic or something like that. Mm. So it'd be interesting to kind of come from a different perspective like that. Far. And also w- one of the quickest ways I think we learned new words and that was watching like, let's just say a TV show, especially like a kid's one because it's all visual. Mm. It's different to like maybe just a regular adult show. It's mm. like abnormal and I hadn't... Mm. So it's like those little things I feel like made the difference yeah. compared to even just like writing English and Arabic uh, versions of the word. They'll just go out of our head. It's repetition. Because yeah. you said recall. It's not about remembering. It's about having the ability to recall. So we do a list every day of 10 words. 
and the next day 10 words but then by day four you forget what was on day one yeah because you have to use the word there's a thing called space repetition and what that means is that after a period of time you're going to forget right so you have to go back and review it right there's um the thing called the ebbinghaus forgetting curve and ebbinghaus herman ebbinghaus was a guy uh, who in he did some tests back in 1885 uh, on memory right german uh, psychologist and he found that after a period of learning and memorization, uh, we start to forget, right? So what you have to do is after, say, two hours of learning something, go back and review it, right? And then mm. 24 hours later, go back and review it. A week later, go and review it. Two weeks later, four weeks later. So there's a sort of doubles. So by the time you get into the weeks, you've pretty much got it in your head for longer term. So this is if you want to retain something for long term. Okay. Because that's what, like, for example, I've, uh, I know you have a blog and you did, I think, a course about memorizing Quran. And then you, it's about that, mm. like sometimes a language you might want to do or a presentation, you want to practice for that time, but then Quran might be something you want to do long term. Mm. I think you had a story about memorizing Surah Yasin and then mm. each A was like a different location. Can you yeah. tell us a bit about that? So then we know we can incorporate not just into things in English, yep. but things in other languages that we might yeah, not even understand. Yeah. Surah Yasin was, that, that was an interesting one because the ayahs are just long enough, right? So the difficulty people have with memorizing Quran is essentially um how the next bit starts <laughs> right that's it so you've got one bit right and then you go to the start of the next uh, what was it yeah. so you get stuck there so the trick is to memorize the start of each ayah right so you know Surah yasin has like 83 you know ayahs so you go bang 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 memorize each start uh, and then all you have to do is try and recall them and the rest of the ayah comes along wow. right and in the way to put them in, just like almost like the technique that we had with number rhyme, yeah. right? But there's a tech, another technique called the memory palace or method of loci the ancient Greeks used to use. And they used to memorize on a familiar path. So, for example, the first thing that they might associate to is, let's say, it's a table. And then you have, you know, carpet, then you might have couch and you go along a set path. And then all you do is you connect what's to be memorized onto those locations, Right, oh. so the locations you can have more than ten. You can have twenty, thirty, fifty, a hundred, right? As long as you know the order of them. And I, I keep my order in a spreadsheet. You know, if I don't know them off by heart, so that's fine. So you can look at the order of them, and all you have to do is make the stories with those locations. Go back and review them, and that—that's mm. how you memorize it. Wow, interesting. I want to talk about also the procrastination place. That is a place that I dwell in consistently. And to be honest with you, I feel like I have a citizenship there. <laughs> they, uh, I'm, I'm probably gonna be there. How'd you got knighted? Not a great MBE, bro. <laughs> but nah, yeah. Um, I want to touch on it a little bit, and um, I, I want to know whether you or not you believe it's because of almost over overstimulation, or if it's basically just because of um, I don't know if it's a coping mechanism because things are getting too hard or something like that, mm. or is it all variant? Yeah, it's an interesting one. Um, never thought of it as a coping mechanism. But um, look, I see it as, again, it, it forms like part of memory, right? What memory is, is stories, right? We, we looked at that before, stories and associations. Now, when we have stories in our head, if we're procrastinating, we're thinking of other things, right? We might be thinking of, you know, I, I'm going to delay this because I'm going to, you know, I, I can't be bothered working on this right now. It's too hard. And you have this really difficult story in your head about being a too hard. So it's like, okay, I'll just open another browser or I'll just check my phone, right? To, to cope with that or get distracted away from it, yeah. right? So, so the story is in your head. Now, with memory training, what you can do is you can change these stories, Right, so if you're procrastinating about something, right? Let's say, well, can I ask you, what do you procrastinate about? What is it? One of the things you can give me as an example. 
Um, when it comes to like uni studies, so if I have to like watch a lecture, I'll review chapters. Mm. Like I'll always procrastinate and I'll go, let me just do something else for now and then maybe I'll come back. But I'll never ever get back to it. Yep. You know what I mean? So it's about identifying the story that's in your head at the moment, right? Mm. What, what stories do you have in your mind when that's going on? When, you, when you're just about to do the studies, but you, you know, put it off. Um, I feel like I'm too tired. Or I tell myself that, you know, you worked in the morning, so you're distracted. Yeah. And then when you come to do it, you're not going to really get anything in your head. Yeah. It's funny how we try and justify yeah, you think <laughs> the of procrastination. You think of like excuses for a better time to start it. Have you heard of productive procrastination? Where you do other things, like clean your room, vacuum, like do the laundry, do the bathroom, do the chores, like other stuff, because it's still productive, but it's not doing the number one thing you have to do, which might be study. So you think mm. you're being productive, but you're actually just procrastinating against the, th against the thing you have to do. Yeah. So sometimes we, all, we do that for uni. Yeah, it's, it's essentially getting into the mindset and understanding, okay, if you say it's too hard or, you know, I, I've got to, you know, try and justify another time. It's like, okay, how do you change that story? Yeah. So remember, it's a story that's playing out in your head, right? And if you train your memory, it's like physical training. If you train physically, then now you're able to run faster, lift more, all of that. Mm. If you can train your mind to make better stories, now you can get rid of that story and maybe create something else. Like, wow, if I get to this now, then later on, I might have more free time or be able to do this. And that's mm. how you make that exciting. Mm. Right, so your new story has to be way more powerful than the procrastination story. Okay, right, that's really hard to do because if yeah. you're, you know, skilled and mastered the art of procrastination, that means your stories yeah. are quite good. Yeah. So you have to create and train in a way that's going to outdo yeah. this one. And you know, it's doable. Yes, it's it, it is hard, but you know, like anything, it takes a bit of effort. And once you get there, you're going to be smashing out your tasks like yeah. no tomorrow. Beautiful. Yeah. I know when you develop the mental strength, it's kind of easy. It's like going to the gym. The first couple of weeks, it's the hardest thing to go. And then you're going to go to that stage, should I, should I not? But it eventually becomes such a habit that you just go without thinking. Your brain's not even telling you, I don't want to go. You just go. Yeah, And, and you so can also do something it. like habit stacking as well. Like uh, my one of my difficulties was reading. Uh, I think I mentioned to you. So what I did was I used to always walk. Right, I'm like I enjoy walking, so I might as well read, like listen to an audio book oh, and read. Okay. So <laughs> I would, you know, uh, no, no, not read. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> yeah, reading on so the go. audio book and read. Now the cool thing is, you know, because I've done speed reading, I can listen to an audio book in like triple the speed, right? No. So you put on triple speed uh, and you walk for an hour, right? So now you've re finished off essentially a seven-hour book in uh, you know two days because you're walking once twice a day, yeah. right? Hence that's why I said, you know finish off two, three, four books in a week because of you've connected two items together that needs to be done. Awesome thing. Now, it doesn't have to be for everything because sometimes you might want to go for a walk just to clear your mind. And that's a good thing as well. But if you want to stack two things together because you're putting one thing off, that's another good way of doing it as well. On that topic of overstimulation. You said Oma as well. <laughs> <laughs> Did you say that? For all the Omas out there, we do <laughs> uh, apologise. <laughs> overstimulation, like we all use our phones and sometimes like, unfortunately we're on social media and we waste 20, 30, an hour <coughs> and we're like, I don't even remember anything we're on. I mean, they said like brain dead activities. Does using social media, overstimulation, you know, always having your phone and technology and watching TV like not actually affect our memory? Um, Look, it, it's it, it's a good question because everyone asks it, right? And especially in this day and age where we do have access to these you know, computer devices, it's amazing. Um, it's a yes and no, 
right? Depends how you're using it, right? We, we look at the, the statistics and people say, look, you, you know, you tend to check your phone every seven minutes, right? Uh, and it's probably getting less and less each time now. So it's, it's unbelievable. And what happens is that we can go on there, check the apps and, you know, think, well, why did I, do? I just checked it you know, a few minutes ago? Why am I checking again? Why am I scrolling yeah, through, yeah. right? That's not good. But if you're going on there purposefully, you know, and you're, you know, you've created a podcast, you're doing your YouTube stuff, you're actually working away on it mm. um, and you've only done, what, a couple of hours, then it, it, maybe it's not enough, <laughs> right? Mm. So it really depends on how you use it. Remember, these are just tools, right? It's like saying, you know, money's bad. Well, hang on, money can be used to buy drugs or it can be used to give to charity. Mm. You know, it's you choose it's how to use the yeah, tool, that's why you use right? It. So remember, all technology, everything like that is just a tool. So we just have to get better at educating ourselves. How do we use this tool? Do we go for iPhone or, iPhone or Android? Well, actually, they're the same thing, <laughs> right? Yeah. When you think about it, you know, are you just taking notes on your phone? Well, they both do that. Are you taking photos? They both do that. Well, why are you going, you know, see what I mean? So some people get too intertwined into, no, I really need this because of that or mm. I need these high-end cameras to do YouTube. Well, you just need something to get out there, you know. So you look at the bigger picture and once you understand that bigger picture, the tools, they, they just become a vessel. You just use I it. I think also people start to make excuses for their bad memory. Like you said, you grew up and you always thought you had a bad memory. People might think, I spend too much time on social media, I watch too many t TV shows, or I don't read, and when I do read, I don't remember it. It's just you make excuses and you have what they call like a fixed mindset, where you don't believe you can grow. Where like a growth mindset is like, I can learn any skill if I'm willing to put the time in. So I think like if we do have like a growth mindset, if we can fix our memory and attention span, it'll be very like beneficial. Because like you said, you can learn these techniques very easily you should have to be willing to like do the techniques and then incorporate it in your life yeah it's like the carol dweck book that, that's what she yeah, sort of get, gets it from so it, it's look they're just tools but we have to understand and be educated uh, from them mm. because otherwise um it, we're going to be automatic and a lot of these things come to us automatically and that's what we don't want because if we're just doing things automatically from start of the day to the end how have you even lived yeah. like when you think about it so sometimes we need to be off a device to say, okay, wow, there's life out there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. what can I do? You know, it's, it's amazing. And suddenly time stops still and you go, oh, wow, you yeah. know, this is amazing. Whereas if you're just on your computer or phone or whatever, day just flies through it and it's yeah. the same repeat, same repeat. Uh, what I try and do is I try and incorporate a um, lot of uh, what I call breaks in between my day as well, not doing anything. Uh, in fact, there's a Harvard study out there saying if you do 20 minutes of nothing, Right, boredom. every single day you get more productive. Yeah, boredom. Yeah. How about know? creativity? Bore boredom is great because a lot of people try to get away from boredom. As yeah. soon as we feel boredom, so we reach for the phone. You know, yeah. why so it gets us away? But mm. in reality, boredom, if you sit with boredom, it's the same as, you know, being in the shower or in the toilet. That's when we get the best ideas. Mm. Right? So I remember there was one day oh, where yeah. I hadn't accomplished anything all day. I was really frustrated. So I thought, nah. Uh, I was getting bored. I'm like, no, I'm just going to sit with boredom. And no jokes, within 20 minutes, I got everything that I ever wanted. And, wow. you know, I got ideas to be really productive. And and, and that it's day was one of the best days, you know, it's just because I needed to sit with myself for a moment. Yeah, it really seems like boredom doesn't exist in this day and age. But I'm um, speaking about fixed mindset, I should mention before. I want to talk about like imagination and creativity, you know, using your techniques of creating these abnormal stories. 
some people do have this fixed mindset of like, oh, I'm not that creative. I'm not that. I can't really think of these stories. Like, if you look at the number seventeen, like you said before, mm. I can't think of anything. I just see a number. How do you develop that? With maybe some like some of the clients you maybe had in the past. It's just techniques. Like once you know a technique, then it's like you can't unsee it. <laughs> you can't mm. unknow it, right? You can't just forget the technique. It's there for good. Like you now know this number rhyme tech. You know it exists. Mm. Right, you can't not know it now. Mm. You know, you might forget bits of it later on, but you still know that it exists, right? So it's the same thing here. You just have to be empowered by education. And once you've got it, you say, Oh wow, what can I do? That's why I went back and did two master's degrees because I had all these skills. I was like, Oh wow, I'm more excited about education now. I'm not ex excited about just passing because that's what my undergrad was. It's like you just just pass, get yeah. you get your degree, get a job. Right. Yeah. But now it's like going back because I was I can actually enjoy my education i can actually enjoy the studies and actually learn right so it's much more powerful that way but yeah education is is really the key there even what what do you think was the most interesting thing you, like you tested yourself on with memorizing was it like the first time you did a deck of cards the yellow pages a language you know because obviously you've probably done so many things we don't even know you've done so like was there one thing that stood out like that was a really good experience i Oh yeah, look, number rhyme was the big one for me because I only memorized like a few, and, I, and it freaked me out. I'm like, oh wow, this is amazing! It works, yeah, you know. And, and memorizing a deck of cards, I mean, that 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 was insane because I never thought I'd be able to do it. And I, and lucky because I started with a friend, and we we're doing it together, and we we're text messaging each other, and he was saying, look, I could do it in you know 19 minutes, and then I was like 17 minutes. He was like 16 minutes. I was like yeah. 15, yeah. and then he, one day he pulls out six minutes. I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> you know, so we compete against each other, and it was fantastic. But that that moment in time where I first memorized a deck, uh, it, it was quite special because it's it's a really hard thing to do when you first get into memory. So yeah. what what do you mean by memorizing a deck of cards? Like, is it like you know each suite and whatever it is, or did you like shuffle the thing and then? Yeah, so you shuffle the cards and they're all random, and then you go one by one and memorize it, and you know you turn it over and then you essentially turn the cards over say yeah that was seven of spades that was two of diamonds blah 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 all in the order that you memorized it in yeah, yeah. we gotta we, we gotta learn that yeah. <laughs> yeah. i i've never heard of like these memory techniques until i read have you read deep work by cal newport yeah i'm featured in it my friend's yeah. reading that right now he's actually this other editor but he was not here <laughs> so yeah um but he spoke about memorizing a deck of cards and he spoke about the story like he said like you walk into a room and there's different objects and each object is a card and then when he said that and i started like thinking about a deck of cards i'm like the amount of creativity and imagination you can kind of like it's like a muscle you yeah. kind of just keep working on it you know and it's like subhanallah and that, like that was my student daniel by okay. the way, so he came to me and he said, oh, I've, got, I've got a lot of organizational problems at school and blah, blah, blah. And we worked together and he did amazingly well, you know, and he's, he's got a lot of TED Talks out and he's, been, you know, in mm. books and stuff. So it's fantastic to see, you know, people jumping on these techniques and, you know, just being empowered by them, you know, which is why, you know, you hear stories like that. It's like, yeah, you want to go out and spread the message more. You know, so I've just been fortunate. I've been doing it for, what, 20 odd years now, mm. you know, and it's just, um, yeah, you, you never cease to amaze how people just to really grow and learn from these. Mm. So do you think that um, in order for, not not saying that this will be the sole reason, but in order for like blockages to no longer occur, that we need to develop these techniques? Like, for example, for me, I have um, aspirations of doing certain things in my life, whether it be owning my own clothing brand or whatever it is. Um, do you think that it will be a valuable asset for me to gain you know, along those lines? You know what I mean? 
not just for study and all that. Yeah, look, a- absolutely. Because what it's going to do, it's going to help you, um, like I said, with creation of these stories, helps you become more creative, uh, get more ideas. And, you know, it also gives you a better mindset, puts you into growth mindset, because now you're thinking of possibilities. You know, fixed is fixed. It's it's just there. It's it's static. Mm. So whenever you're training your memory, the, the best thing that I've learned with memory training is not by remembering everything, but by the stuff that I've forgotten, right? Um, and the reason why I say that is I look at what I've forgotten in, say, competition or, you know, uh, whenever I've gone to memorize something and I say, okay, I forgot this. Why did I forget it? Uh, oh, it's because I didn't attach that. I didn't do this, didn't do that. So I've learned so much through my mistakes. And, you know, that's what memory techniques gave me. It gave me the ability to be confident through making mistakes and through failure, right? So, yes, it's just, you know, one thing you can learn, add to your, you know, um, I, I guess skill set to you know, do what you want to be able to do. Um, but, you know, in terms of getting your mind right, the training really helps. It's like physical training will get you, you know, physically fit but mentally no one knows what to do so using these skills will give you so many other benefits that you probably won't even notice until you've started really training them so amazing yeah. we'll get there going bro yeah. i have to i have to genuinely have to i get know i'm interested now because so, like <laughs> training your mind because we always prioritize health you know even spiritual and like emotional health stuff like that but when do we actually train our brain to retain more information mm. or learn or test ourselves like we're learning a new language because learning a new language is also it's a very difficult thing to do, even for your um, ego, because you actually go back to when you're one, two, or three, like you are saying, how are you wrong? You're saying, what's your age wrong? You're making mistakes, like you're counting one, two, four, five. Imagine that you're skipping three. Yeah. Imagine someone's learning English, you just start laughing at them. Yeah. A lot of times Ali and I would say something, people would actually laugh at us and won't reply to us. It just if I, it, it hurts your ego, it hurts like your nafs, you know, and stuff like that. Mm. It's a big test, but it's good for your brain to kind of like create more neural pathways and stuff like that. Absolutely. And the more you train, the easier it gets as well. It's not like it just suddenly gets harder, <laughs> mm. right? Because the more and more you practice, you, the brain's building those neural networks and the pathway gets stronger and stronger in the brain. What do you yeah. reckon about um, unlimited potential mentally? Do you, do you believe that's a, that's a thing? Uh, I mean, what do you want unlimited potential cause, for? Because <laughs> we're watching, watching, like, you know, for example, like Lucy, or you watch these type of shows and they always say that we only unlocked I don't know what was it, ten percent or something like that of the brain's capability. Do you believe? Do you believe that it's necessary or possible to even get past whatever's? Look, to, to be honest, I, I don't really care about that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what I really care about is what what can I do in my current state, right? I'm not interested in people living, you know, in their best possible self, or hundred percent of the time. I'm interested in what can you do when you're at thirty percent, mm. right? What skills do you have? So that if you're feeling really down uh, or you're struggling in a certain area, that the skill and knowledge is going to help you get past you know, what you need to get past. That's what I'm interested in because always looking at you know, being limitless potential, all of that stuff is great. But in reality, stuff happens. <laughs> so you might as well plan for a lot of that and build the skills up so that you can be um, proactive um, as well so that, that mm. that's what I really believe in as well and also it kind of teaches you to focus on what you have right now because you're making like for example you're 10% and making every percent count instead of thinking why can't I be at 80 or 90 mm. it's like your 10% might be able to change your community your family your mm. life I have a lot of struggles with concentration as well or awareness like just being present in the moment and whatever 
do you reckon breathing techniques help or do you have any other suggestions? Oh, look, I, I found memory training helped immensely with concentration because what you're doing is you're stretching out, um, I won't say stretching out your brain, but you're stretching out the process that it takes you to, to think uh, in an excruciating level, mm. right? And the more you, more you work at that, it's like, um, oh, what's that? Exposure therapy. Right, so you're exposing your brain to high temperatures of concentration, mm, so yeah. to speak. So the more you do that, the, the better you're going to get at it. And yeah. look, in memory competitions, right? What I used to do is we used to enter in Australia, memorize like ten minutes. You know, half an hour was the longest that we had to memorize, and that was a lot. Like we barely do it by the end of it. But the world competitions, you'd have events that go for one hour. Oh. You know, so I'm sitting there memorizing numbers for one hour. That's intense. And it's crazy. Like after twenty minutes, you're gone. It's like can't do it, but you got to stick to it. So in order to train for it, you've got to train for way longer than that, way longer than one hour, two hours, so your brain gets used to it. So memory training really helps with concentration mm. um, as well as, you know, mindfulness is really powerful as well. Mm. Like, um, I, you know, one of my clients, uh, I keep bringing this example up as well. Uh, he went to uh, eat out and he got like a really expensive steak and he's, you know, chowing down the steak really fast, bang, 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 bang. And gets halfway, goes, hang on, paid a lot of money for this steak. I'm going to enjoy it now. <laughs> so mm. he spends the rest of the time just eating slowly and being mindful of it. So it's sort of like that in a way. It's like if we're just going through things really fast, of course, we're not going to be concentrated because mm. we're worried about the next thing. Yeah. Right. But if we're just in the moment, right, sometimes that's all it takes because now you can just purely focus on that one thing. Mm. Um, and use your visualization skills or being in the moment, breathing, everything to bring you down and experience just that moment alone. And that, that's real power mm. right there because not a lot of people can actually do that because they're worried about checking their phone, <laughs> you know, it's six minutes later or <laughs> something else or yeah. that they've got other stories in their head, right? But if you can minimize those stories and just have that moment, again, that, that's gold. Because yeah. I was thinking it back to like Khushua and Saleh. For example, so like khushua just means concentration in prayer. Mm. So like for us, we always think about the next thing, you know. We're always thinking about what am I doing after prayer. That's the thing that usually distracts us the most, you know. Yeah. So I'll just uh, so you, you got to fall in love with the process, right? Yeah. Uh, they, they, this is what uh, again sporting terms they talk about it, all of that, right? So never worry about the end goal. Uh, that, that's what I look at. So you never worry about the goal. Just worry about the process. Worry about enjoying doing the hard thing that you need to do. Mm right yeah if so you love that process the end will take care of itself that's yeah. true so would you say with like this because there's a known like statement with you know kids are able to absorb more information like they're like a sponge like learning language for example it's a lot easier for them to learn a new language compared to grown adults is it as simple as just them being more mindful more just present not or is really it just no multiple aspects is, is it actually a thing or is it a myth uh, uh i won't say it's a myth um it's more because adults have greater capacity to learn mm. because we can learn from experience. We can create context. We can do all that sort of stuff. Kids have amazing imagination. So that's what they're using. Remember, the difference between the number rhyme and the other test before was what? Storytelling imagination. Mm. Kids do that more often. As adults, we start to move away from that. You know, we write in one color, <laughs> you know, yeah. at school and now computers. I mean, we do have things called fonts. 
right? Mm. To try and make things memorable. But you, you don't go around changing font. Like, who does that these days? Oh, <laughs> you know? yeah. So, do you see what I mean? So, it's more um, adults are conditioned to think a certain way, whereas kids have, haven't developed that time yet. So, they're still raw and they're, they're learning. So, that's why they're like sponges. It's also like a thing of subconscious memory. Like, I know, for example, sometimes you'll be at work or at the shopping center and you just have the radio on or, you, like, you're in your car, you have the radio on and you learn songs or Quran or something just... You don't, you're not even conscious of it. Is that with also with kids where they just subconsciously might pick up a language quicker because they just like yeah. How Look, that you, you can learn a lot that way as well because subconsciously, yeah, it's it's way more powerful than our conscious mind. You know, I haven't delved in deeper like there's okay. experiments people have done uh, university as well where the lecturers given you know problems to students and say okay i want you to read this problem before you go to bed and then try, try and come up with the answer in the morning so they sleep on it wake up in the morning and throughout their dreams or whatever they come up with the answer so mm. you I know heard sleeping on it is one of the best things to do when you have a problem yeah, yeah, subconscious yeah. Mind i mean I, I look I, I don't do any of that because i love the conscious activity of it yeah. but you know there are stuff like this that works mm. as well but just just hearing things and remember that's when you listen to recitations that's like a mixture of words and um, emotions like sounds and that's using both sides of the brain as well right when we we're making those stories before we got words and we create connected it with images right again both sides of the, the brain if you're just looking at words alone that's just using a left side right so that that's what i mean, I exactly what you, mean. you got to yeah. connect those sides of the brain in order to make the most of it. Because I was struggling for the longest time to learn a surah, surah the mulk, mm. and it's like an important surah for all Muslims. And for me, when I listened to a certain recitation, I realized that the thing that I got from it was the flow. Mm. So for example, you like you hear it in your head, yeah, but sometimes I couldn't put the ayat into the positions and then the, 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 the actual rhythm of the guy's voice was in my head and then you can hear that while you're reciting it and then now you remember that this part he mm. goes like this and then this part mm. he goes lower and then yeah so I think you're right the if there was no recitation people would find it way more difficult to memorize the Quran because yeah. recitation helps the tone and everything you're right yeah definitely yeah. No, it's amazing I wanted to also know about nutrition how does nutrition play a part in memory because I know some people say like this is brain food or some of the garbage a lot of us mm. eat. Does that, was, does that affect our memory? Yeah, look, I'm sure it does. Um, it's it's uh, an area that I haven't delved into personally. I'm just dealing the practical elements of memory. But, I mean, it, it's almost common sense. Like, yeah, eat good food, your brain's going to be better. Mm. <laughs> eat crap, it's going to be worse, mm, okay. right? So that, that's that's what it comes down to yeah. at the end of the day. That That's what I believe in anyway. Um, look, I mean, I've shown good memory, even though at st one stage I wasn't eating great. But... That, that's not the whole idea. The whole idea is to be a better human, look after yourself. And, you know, I know people that don't even know any memory techniques, but through looking after themselves physically, they're, they're confident, their abilities, you know, grown. Um, they've got an amazing memory, you know. So just, just taking care of yourself is, you know, fundamental. I want to ask, what is one of Tanzo Ali's, um, I don't know, I would say routine when he forgets something, for example. So, like, I forget questions. I forgot a couple of questions just <laughs> within this podcast alone, you know? So what, what kind of techniques do you have that kind of help you recover what you were thinking about? Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about there. He <laughs> doesn't forget anything. What, what's, what's that word? For, <laughs> for Imagine you're in an argument with your wife and she goes, you said this, like, no, I didn't. <laughs> Who's going to win? Australian memory champion? or That's a good point. Yeah, we're, we're, you, you guys aren't married, obviously. So, you know, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> 
<laughs> so you, you always have to concede defeat <laughs> in marriage. So yeah, that that's something you guys should do. So okay. I can't forget a password anymore. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but get, getting back to your question, look, you know, we are human. We forget, right? Um, I have to be mindful of actually using the techniques because if I don't, I'll forget hmm. as well. So if I do forget... Um, on the rare instance, I mean, I can't remember a time I've actually forgotten. So uh, but if I did forget, <laughs> then I'll be like, okay, how can I remember it better for next time? Mm. Like, what can I do? What's what's a stronger trigger, right? Uh, so I'll look at that. And um, like I said, I learned a lot from actually training my memory, right? Because by making a ton of mistakes, that's how I've learned. Mm. Um, you know, I, I haven't got to the success or just, just by being successful i've got there because i made so many like it took me six years just to try and win a memory competition in australia yeah. kept coming second uh, and one year i came last because i was going for all these records but <laughs> what happened was that you know for example one of the events you had to memorize you know numbers right in five minutes and the numbers will be in rows of 40 digits right now if you make one mistake in the row of 40 digits you don't get 39 out of 40 you get 20 out of 40 two mistakes and you get zero Right now, we're memorizing in pairs of digits. So, if we make one mistake, we're gone. Now, I was essentially memorizing twice as much as everyone else in the competitions, but because I was making a mistake here and there, I was getting, you know, pretty much close to zero. Mm. Right. So, that's what was happening. So, we're taught to learn from mistakes. And that's what happened after six years of learning from mistakes. I changed a few things around yeah. and changed the mindset, changed, you know, strategy. And that's what happened. So, if I do make mistakes now, I'm fairly good at. Uh, changing and you know bettering my situation for next time it's amazing. it shows that like it's there's there's secrets and techniques and stuff but it still takes sacrifice hard work and discipline you still got to put in the hours it's not like you learn a technique and you're going to memorize the whole quran in a day it yeah. takes time it takes effort yeah that, that i think that's what people are afraid of though because anyone can do these techniques absolutely anyone can learn them uh, but not many people would take advantage of them for their yeah. own you know what they want to achieve yeah. because it takes sacrifice hard work mm. all those things and people want answers now they want things now mm. it's like well you know you got to work your ass off buddy <laughs> yeah. 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 it's also self-awareness as well like when you do make that mistake of like not being able to memorize those numbers it's like okay what did i what did i do this time or what didn't i do so i can do it for the next time yeah it's just memory. you know just try and remember um you know if those things happen okay that happened acknowledge it mm. okay great how can I improve it? <laughs> you know, it's it's that that mindset. My mindset is everything. If you just you know get down with it and go, okay, this I'm just feeling bad. No, crap memory. I'm not going to do it ever again. You're missing out on a whole opportunity of things. And a lot of people do that. They might attempt something. You know, they might go horse riding. And go, oh no, I've done it once. No good at it. Well, you've only done it once. You know, on a particular horse. Mm. You might try other things and you might enjoy it this time. So. Um, that's why I always say to people, just go out and try things because you never know what you can get out of it. And mm. that's what memory was for me. It was just a trying thing. I mean, before that, I did acting. You know, before that, I used to play guitar in a band, you know, and all these other things. So I used to do a ton of things and mm. that sort of led me to, you know, where I am now. Yeah. It's amazing. It shows that sometimes people think you have to have a passion. When you're 18 in high school, finishing, it's like, you don't know your passion yet, you're late. But it's like, if you try new things, you might actually find something you enjoy, a skill set, a talent, or just like you, you and your friend were competitive, so it kind of like pushed you to enjoy the process more. And then now look, an entire industry yeah. profession came out of it. Yeah, yeah I, I had no idea because I, like I said, I was a skeptic. Mm. <laughs> and now I'm feeding a family from it. You know, it, it's, it's unbelievable. I never mm. thought I'd be here. But again, I wouldn't say it's a passion. I don't have a passion for it. I, I just like doing it. 
right? And I'm not, you know, you might say, oh, yeah, it's similar, whatever. But yeah. passion is something deep down. You don't have to have a passion. Just go out and do stuff. Mm. <laughs> right? Like the, Gary V says, just go and do it. Yeah. <laughs> like, they care about what other people think, you know. And that's what, unfortunately, a lot of people, uh, you know, we talked about this before, think about what other people might think of them, right? Don't worry about that. Just go and do it and enjoy the process mm. of it because that's the real, that, that's where the gold comes out from that process, from the journey, mm. Not the destination. Like, you'll get there anyway. Jeez, he's dropping gems. It's motivational too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you I can do it. <laughs> <laughs> but I also wanted to touch on um, the sport aspect of this because I know you've worked with the AFL mm. and you've worked with a couple of athletes as well besides the AFL. Um, how does memory training help them? Like, besides learning plays or, for example, all that other stuff? Yeah, again, just, just like physical training. Um, they go to training the football players and they do little drills, right? They don't actually practice the full game right they play a full game once but throughout the week they're not practicing full game they're not doing two hours here two hours two hours two hours they're practicing little drills and stuff so you could do the same thing with the mind mm. as well where you're not memorizing a book or memorizing a whole bunch of numbers but you're doing little drills here and there to improve concentration to improve uh, to improve your stamina to improve mindset to improve creativity all these little things you can create a schedule around and that's what i do with you know a lot of my clients is create almost like a fitness schedule but for the mind mm. and the more you train the more you can actually start mm. to do and see results as well like i'm working with this um 62 year old lady and she, she was pretty much almost like a skeptic uh, when she started uh, not long ago and within just two three sessions she's like oh my god i can't believe you know i'm starting to remember this and i'm becoming mm. more playful with my grandkids and you know all these things are happening i'm like we haven't even started training yet and now you're seeing these things happen. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's just about getting in there and trying it. Is it sorry, Cody. Yeah, yeah. I was just going to ask, because see how you spoke about the old lady remembering mm. those sort of things. Old lady, sorry. There's no disrespect. <laughs> she's, she's very young. <laughs> yeah, the young lady, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, like, um, can we unlock memories from deeper in our childhood, for example? Is that possible or is that just like something that is not really like, necessary yeah yeah look uh, uh, one of my clients actually asked this question i was going to make a separate video on it which i will on my channel oh, okay. um <laughs> don't forget to subscribe we're going to put Do it subscribe in the, below, in yeah. the link yeah <laughs> uh but look i, I think you can uh, again i think this is what uh, sort of like you know hypnotherapists and people do because they use the power of the visual mind to get into certain you know times in your life right so just like how we memorize create visual stories you can go back to an actual visual story as well so mm. i'm not an expert at it i don't know uh, but uh from what i do know is you can use this capability of the visualization to take you back like for example if you were to say you know if i was to take you back when you're six years old right i remember you for example <laughs> you know you, you're six years old you know you're on our couch lying on the couch you'd fallen asleep right i'm really, who's this little kid i thought it was three years old but anyway you, you're quite <laughs> small uh for a six-year-old so i remember picking you up almost with one arm because you're so light taking you to to the car you know um now if i was to go back to that point it's like okay um i remember that right that that's the story i remember but okay let's let's see what was the couch like was it green or gray what was on my right you know what was there a little kitchen table and as soon as you get deeper and deeper you could start to unlock and unravel things as well 
So it gets really powerful. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, yeah. I'd have to bring up that. No, it doesn't matter. That's <laughs> good. It's good that you have those memories there. Everyone has obviously. stories about him. Everyone has stories about him being a little kid. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Always look younger than my age, yeah? Yeah. yeah. Mashallah, he's grown so much, so, yeah, as everyone does. He yeah. still looks 16, though. We'll carry on. <laughs> you're, you're not 16? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's very good. Um, if people did want to do one-on-one coaching or learn from you, where can they do that? Look, I, I, I recommend, look, it depends on what they want, right? I always recommend people to, you know, check out online, you know, type in memory techniques, um, you know, look at things that they want to learn, like, you know, memorizing numbers or it could be memorizing names, things like that. Um, my YouTube channel, uh, I try and put as much resources as I can in there and answer people's questions so they can go there, they can jump on my website or my social media platforms, but really... That there's so much information out there. I mean, there's books, there's online courses. Um, so, you know, it just depends on what people want. But yeah, look, I'm more than happy to talk to people. Mm. And you're okay. able to be found at just Tansu Ali on all social media platforms and YouTube? Yeah. We'll yeah. link okay. it all anyway down yeah. below. I'll, everything will be in the in the, the bio, inshallah. Yeah. But too easy, man. Well, it was, it was actually a pleasure. Like, I already know what what comes after one, number four, number <laughs> five. Yeah, I know you got doors and there's cucumbers and everything. What's, yeah. no, what's number six? Number six was sticks you put on the tomato. See, I'm not, bro, I know what go. I'm doing. The marshmallow type. Yeah, also, um, I just wanted to test you real quick. What was my name? What was your name? Sahail. He's <laughs> <laughs> good, he's good, He's the real deal, boy. <laughs> <laughs> now, you, you, know, you know how I memorized it? Here we go. So, uh, okay, okay, so hail. So, he's um, <laughs> 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 a failure. <laughs> having, uh, so, su, su in Turkish means water, right? So, water, you're drinking water, um, but it's hailing on you. Yeah, at the same time. Su, <laughs> no hail. <way. laughs> so, so, you get like all the, you're yeah. having all of the states. So, you have liquid, you have solid. <laughs> Is there any gas involved? <laughs> steam uh, hopefully not. Telling your surname. Legit art, no? Yeah. That's I used to work with a guy named Vijay and I'm going to Machandran, right? <laughs> and it's like, okay, <laughs> how, how do I remember this guy's name? So I thought, okay, Vijay, he was a DJ, right? Uh, Vijay Arangan, a orangutan jumped on him, right? Uh, he was at a DJ at a nightclub, right? Orangutan jumps on him. Uh, Rama, there was all caused all this drama, right, at the nightclub. Um, and then people started chundering <laughs> after like chandra, chandran. So chundering after that. So Vijay Arangan, Rama Chandran. Wow. I don't know how you remembered that. I would have yeah. given up. No, I would have given up. <laughs> oh, I had a bit of time to think. Because, <laughs> like, you know, the email signature was, you know, very long. Well, yeah. <laughs> but you can break up. So if you want to remember the name, you can break up the name and create stories like that, which mm. is great. It's amazing. Yeah. Interesting. A lot of people probably, like, call you out if you ever forget their name or anything like that. I do it on purpose. <laughs> uh, some people say, oh, do you remember me? I was like, no, are you important? They go, what? I love it. They get frustrated. <laughs> he remembered your name. That's a good sign. Nah, bro. He's on it, bro. Wallah. Yeah. Nah, I appreciate it. Well, we appreciate having you on, Tanzil. We're going to have more content with Tanzil, inshallah. And um, also look out for his channel because there's too much. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm, I'm unlocking things I didn't expect to yeah. unlock, to be honest with you. And inshallah, we can all benefit. Thank you very much for coming on, Tanzil. Yeah, appreciate thanks for it. having me on, guys. Legend. Much appreciated. And if you guys want the books, it's all in the bio. Like and subscribe.